0: Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller.
1: So we're in this series right now, uh, and it kind of fits. I didn't realize this was going to happen, but what I'm talking about this morning, we actually talked about yesterday afternoon at World Mandate. So uh, just kind of involvement in our different spheres of of life in the city. So we, uh, so far, have talked about passion and purpose in our personal lives, loving Jesus, following Him, doing what He says, passion and purpose in our life together. And what we talked about there was that who we are as the church kind of determines what we do, shapes what we do, and what we do expresses God's life, and God's life cannot be contained it's going to multiply. I'm going to find a way to tell you about Jesus. Life groups multiply, the church multiplies, and we want to be a, you know, a, a Uh So that's multi-ethnic, epicenter, life-giving, multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting church. We want to do that. To the glory of God, joy of all peoples out there. So, all right. <clears throat> and so today, then it's passion and purpose, passion and purpose in the city, or more personally, in our city, in the great Uh, city of Fort Worth. And so um, let me just start with Acts chapter one, verse eight, and then I'll tell a story. Okay, so Jesus is this is one of the, the several different commissions at the end of each gospel and the beginning of the book of Acts. But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so what he's saying there is we're going to be witnesses Where we're at, we're going to start here and reproduce everywhere. That's the way we say that. We have a mission arm of the church called Share Life Now International. And that that share stands for start here and reproduce everywhere. And that's right out of the the Bible. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And we want to be totally in on that. We want to be all about that. The word witness is the Greek word uh, martyria, martyr. It's where we get the word martyr from. And it ultimately became associated with dying for Jesus. That's how that it ultimately moved to that. But it just means somebody who points to Jesus. Now, you're pointing to Jesus can get you in trouble sometimes if somebody doesn't want you doing that. But that's who we're called to be. Witnesses. We are every single one ordained. I literally, I'm not going to tell a story, but I, I had a pastor friend who ordained he, he said he ordained every stinking one of us, and we were, okay? Um, but you're just ordained. You're all blessed. But, uh, but so that, that's what it means to be a, a witness. We point to Jesus with our lives. Years ago, when we planted this church, we, uh, we started in Grapevine, And we asked this question, what would we do if we were missionaries? If we were coming from Africa or from Europe or from Asia somewhere, South America, and we were landing here that time in uh, Grapevine up by the airport. That's, That's a little bit northeast that way. And so we said, what would we do if we were missionaries landing in this place? And it got us outside of some of the boxes that we'd grown up in. This is the way you do things. Thinking like a missionary, instead of just going, this is the way we've always done it, you think, what can we do to reach college students? What can we do to reach young families? What can we do to reach people with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ? And so one of those things, I was coming at that time, way back then, it's been many years ago now, but I was coming out of an acapella only tradition of, of church. So we worshiped and it was, it was great, but it was without instruments. And so, one of those missiological questions, mission questions, I was saying, well, what will we do to reach our, our culture? And I didn't know a lot of people that listened to acapella music on the radio. I, I, there's just not a big market for that, right? And so our culture wasn't really doing that. And so that was one of the things we said, hey, we want to we worship like we hear, you know, worship that like will connect with our heart language of our people, our culture, culture around us. And uh, and not only that, I wanted to do all the stuff, the worship like I saw in the Old Testament and the Bible, you know, the standing, dancing, clapping, kneeling, falling, shouting, all of that, and the spirit and truth, inside-out worship. Are you tracking with me? Okay, so, so we did that all those years ago, and we've been just kind of on this journey of, of saying, Lord, what would it look like? You know, what would it look like? And we were there for nine years, and then in 2002, um, we felt like the Lord was calling us to move to Fort Worth. As missionaries. And we were sending out a team to Thailand about that time, getting ready to send out a team to Thailand. And so we said, hey, you know, guys in the church, we may, we may never, you may never move to Thailand as a missionary, but will you consider selling your house and moving with us? Keep your same job, sell your house, and move with us as missionaries to Fort Worth. And we had a bunch of people do that. Some that are in the room right now, you know, sold their homes, moved down here as missionaries to Fort Worth. All that to say, we are a people that are on a mission. And Jesus Christ loves Fort Worth, Texas. He loves our city. He loves the campus. He loves our campuses that are represented here. He loves the businesses and all the things that are happening in our city. And sometimes, you know, I think, or maybe we think, what can I do? I don't know what to say. I go out in the city. I I have these different roles that I play in the city, but I don't always know what to do. And somebody challenges me with a question. Here, I want to empower you right now. This is called all I know is witnessing. Okay? This is for if you don't know anything else. Everybody here has a story. Every single person has a story. And there's a part of your story that nobody can really argue against. You know, well, what about this Let let me come up with a big theological well What about predestination? I don't know. You know, all I know is I met Jesus Christ and my life has been changed forever. I was lost and now I'm found. I was dead. I'm alive. I was in total bondage and addiction wrapped up with chains and I couldn't see any way out. And Jesus Christ set me free. That's what he did. That's all I know. All I know is, and maybe there 's a time and a place for some of us to study those things and have answers on you know the the mysteries of of predestination and free will which i 'm not talking about today, so i 'm going to stop talking about it <laughs> but I was in the, I was in the prayer room the other day uh, Wednesday afternoon, I was working on this message some I was praying about a prayer meeting that was coming up the next morning with pastors here in the city at our at our prayer room and and I just looked out from the, and I just, it was just one of those moments, I don't always like lose it, bonkers, tears and stuff in the prayer room. Sometimes I do, but that was one of the days I did. And I, but what happened was I was just praying, I was worshiping, marching around in there, praying for stuff. And then I looked out the window, and in the winter here at Antioch, if you look from the prayer room, the trees don't have leaves on them, and you can see downtown the buildings from the prayer room. So go in there sometime in the winter. You can pray over the city. And I turned around, and I saw the city. And I mean, tears just started to I was like, God, I love Fort Worth. And I want everybody to know Jesus here. I want this city to be impacted and a fire come to our city that would shoot like fire to this region, the nation, and the nations of the earth. And some of you, we're in on this. I want to see it happen. And so uh, passion and purpose... In the city is about the calling on us as a church and not just the calling on us as Antioch but the calling on us as individuals who are going out in different spheres of our engagement with the city because everybody and i'm going to have everybody stand up in, a little bit later in the service in your sphere so we've all got a sphere we've got a place that we're called to work and and to do things and to have an impact and so I want to I want to Say something about that. First, let me just mention this uh, passage here from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It's about us being ambassadors. And I'll start with verse 14 and go through the end of the chapter. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 to 21. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. He died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Everybody's seen through the eyes of the loving God of heaven who loves us and cares for us. Every person, there we go. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, or as another translation says, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. And he gave us, committed to us, the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you, therefore, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God. What I'm trying to say this morning, in one soundbite, is that passion for Jesus and his purposes means that we get to represent Jesus and point to him in our spheres of influence in the city. Somebody say... Amen. Come on. So two things I'm trying to say. First, first point, we represent Jesus. The second one, we represent Jesus together. Now I'm going to share some stories. We're going to have a few testimonies here. And first of all, what do ambassadors do? So we got a United States ambassador, and he's sent, eh, he goes and lands in China, or he goes and lands in Vietnam, or he goes and lands in, shout out a country in Russia. He lands in Russia. Okay. So he is a representative from the United States. And right there, this embassy then becomes United States soil where this ambassador lives is like, it's that place landing in this other foreign country. And so we've been called ambassadors. We've been designated as Christ's ambassadors and we've landed here in Fort Worth, and this is now kingdom territory. Every place we go where we have influence, where we have a say-so, we get to have a kingdom impact for God. That's what it means to be an ambassador, to represent Jesus. And so we'll ask questions like, Lord, what do you want to do here? What do you want to do here in my sphere where I have a say-so? What do you want to do in, in my high school, in my middle school, or, or on the campus at TCU? What do you want to do in my job? What do you want to do in my family? What do you want to do in my neighborhood? And so we ask these kinds of questions, and we let the Lord speak to that, to those issues. Um, It's like, uh, this is kind of funny, because, you know, it's been a full weekend, but I was reading in a book this morning, so on my spare time this morning after getting back last night, but Ross Hastings has this book on on mission, and I was reading it, and he compared our calling to a wedding cake—the layers of a wedding cake. So you got layer one, layer two, layer three, couple on top. You got to use your imagination. I could have could have done an illustration had I had more time or something. I don't know, but uh, so the bottom layer is our cultural mandate in Genesis 1:27 and 28. We're made in the image of God, and we have a mandate just as image bearers to help make things right on planet Earth. Okay? Part of our just basic core calling, our mandate as image bearers is to be fruitful and multiply, to bring order, to bring God's reign in and through us, His authority flowing in and through us, what we gave up in the fall in the garden. If you go back before the fall, there's a, there's a mandate on us. It's a cultural mandate to help make things right in our culture. Okay, everybody tracking on that. Then as Christians, there's another mandate on us, and that is, the great commission, the great commandment that is love God, love one another, love those who don't know and, you know, to, to go make disciples. That's a part of our, our mandate as Christians. So you got the cultural mandate, our mandate as Christians, and then our personal, who we are as people, our vocation. And that's where we're at in all the different spheres of society and life. How are we going to have an impact? So those are kind of three different spheres or layers and our mission as ambassadors then is to be fully alive people in relationship in the image of God with secure identities fully alive people in relationship with God and fully alive to each other we've got different differences and things we don't lose those differences gender and nationality and stuff but we're one people fully alive to God and to each other living by his life and we're called to work I, it's one of the things I loved about Jessica Honaker's uh, message yesterday. She said, "Part of our calling as people, that cultural mandate, is to work. We started in a garden and we build things, and we end up in a city. Genesis to Revelation. It's a powerful thing. We're called to work. Let's maybe say that together. We're called to work. We've got all different kinds of ways that we, different kinds of ways that we do that, and ultimately." We are ambassadors that are fully alive people in the relationship, in the image of God, all the secure identity and everything, who are going to one day be resurrected from the dead to live in a face-to-face relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's awesome. It's good news, man. So here's the deal. His glory is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. Habakkuk 2.14. Now one thing that got pointed out this weekend, I think it's a great point, and that is that 99% of people on planet Earth are not full-time vocational ministers of the gospel. So 99%. How in the world is the glory of God ever going to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas if 1% of the people are only... Inv- it's, it's the 99%, it's everybody that's got to be empowered to go do what you do for the glory of God. It's the only way it's ever going to happen. You are the 99%. So, starting to preach a little. So, uh, amen. We all need encouragement. Remember, I am... <laughs> encouragement bullseye, right here. It's my bummer birthmark as a deer. Okay, so... I gotta just do a I gotta do a parenthesis because more of you guys would be laughing if you knew what I was talking about. So assignment is to Google Farside Deer with a birthmark. Not now. Not now, we're paying attention, but but later. Far side deer with a deer with a birthmark. Farside, yeah. Okay. Bummer birthmark. That's the that's the bummer birthmark he had a he had a bullseye and it was a bummer birthmark she's like, please, will you just go on? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying. Yeah. So this happens in all different kinds of ways. As moms, as dads, we have a sphere as students. We have a sphere as teachers, business, medicine, all these different things. Is Aiden in the room? Aiden. Yeah. So we we're at discipleship school last night, last uh, Monday. And, uh, and you know, we have different testimonies and stuff. And, and uh I forget how it led into it, but Aiden goes, man, I got a testimony. I'm fired up, man. Just God's been doing some stuff in my life this week. And I heard Rick Buescher speak last week. And he just was, the guy was like abiding in Jesus. And just, you could tell he just oozed God's presence. He goes, man, I want to do that. And so he said, I've just been on this adventure this past week, just abiding in God, man. It's been good. And and so I've been asking him about all these things. Maybe I wouldn't normally ask, like, do I park over here? And, And do I go to this coffee shop or that coffee shop? And, you know, just really trying to keep God in the conversation of everything he's doing. And So one of those things was, do I go to this coffee shop or this other one? And he felt like God was saying, go to this other coffee shop, which he doesn't normally go to. But he sits down. And looks over, and there's a guy studying the LSAT, just like he was doing. He said, hey, man, do, do you know Jesus? But again, he felt like he was led to go there, so that's a, that's a more normal question if you feel like God led you to be there in the first place. Yeah. By tracking? We're on a mission, right, together. Hey, do you know Jesus? The guy says, no, I, I don't, but I just got a Bible for the first time last week. Wow. Come on. Wow. Woo! Wow. So Aiden preaches the gospel to him. It's awesome. Yeah. And then I, I don't remember all the details and you just tell me later. I'll mess it up. But he was, he was somewhere. He was going shopping. He felt like the Lord led him to go to this other place. And he was standing in line beside a guy. And again, because he felt like he was led to go there and be there, he, he turns over and he says, hey, do you know Jesus? The guy says no. And he figures out that the guy's uh, Muslim background. And Ends up asking him, Hey, have you ever had any dreams or visions or spiritual dreams? That kind of thing. And the guy says, Yeah, totally about this guy. I keep seeing this guy in white and a just flashing white face, you know, with eyes of fire. And, but I don't, I don't know who he is. And Aiden says, Well, that's Jesus. That's Jesus, you know. And so all I'm saying is if we'll go through life as if God were leading us into the details of all the things we're doing, we are on adventure with him. We're on a a mission with him. So, flash up the spheres diagram. So, here we go. This is us. This in the center of this thing is Jesus and his people. We have lots of names for this, but this is uh, Jews and Gentiles together, all people together in Christ, every nation, every tribe, every language, every background, every ethnicity, every socioeconomic class, education class, all those different kinds of ways that we divide, Republicans and Democrats, all in there together. Somebody say amen. Come on. All the awkward stuff we got to just... So, Jesus and his people, and then we're constantly going out into all of these different spheres. You know, medicine. You know, we got medicine, healthcare professionals all around this room. Social justice. That would be like, you know, the anti-trafficking stuff that we do or, or the adoption and orphan advocacy stuff that we do. We've got uh, so many families in the church that have adopted people and are advocates for that. Social justice, arts, you know, having an impact through creativity and the arts and media. Those, all of those things would be places where, spheres, where we're having an impact. Politics, we're going to say something about that in just a minute. We've got some testimonies, people coming up. Um, sports, man, I wish, that'd be cool if we had some more sports, like, I don't know, some Rangers or something here, or Cowboys. Um, anybody pro athlete, just, before I, I, need a, I need to reach out to you or something if you want. <laughs> um, What's that? Yeah, we probably have some student athletes, right? Um, Education. So that's another huge one. We've literally got three families in the church that have started schools. So just education And, and then teachers and students and all of this impact that's happening in education. Neighborhoods. We all want to be in the game. We've all got neighbors. And so this is a key part of the way that we Fulfill the great commandment and the great commission is to love the people that we're living by. Business would be another sphere. I would add some more on here. Family would be a huge sphere. Uh, law enforcement—I I don't. Do we have any law enforcement people in, in this service? Yeah. So, but we we do in the church. So, uh, all of those are just huge areas. I was thinking about the education one. You know, the three families. You know, the Henrys that started Clips. The the uh, the Browns start in River Tree, um, the Penningtons. I don't I don't think they're here this morning, but the Penningtons. They didn't start Chiang Rai Christian International School, Cricks. They didn't start it, but they took it from a handful of folks and built it into a really big deal over there in Chiang Rai, Thailand. So education, um, Chris Harper. Just TCU, shout out, you know, just on the campus, leadership and communications professor. So all of these are, are big deals. We've got doctors, nurses, emergency room, general practitioners, healthcare professionals, all these different things. And, um, you know, like I was listening to Jessica, Hon- Jessica Honiger yesterday, and she started a business. She's an entrepreneur. She started this thing called Noonday Collections. And it's jewelry, and they get artisans in third-world countries and developing countries, and she has 4,000 of these artisans. And they do their art... And they then that affects like 20,000 family members. So you think about the impact of employing them to create art. And then she has 2,000 social ambassadors. Those are the salespeople in the United States. And she gets them together and casts vision for how this impacts. Even the artisans are helping to employ people in the United States. And the people in the United States are helping to just further and better their lives. One of the early persons, that, that the workers that she started with, artisans, They now have 300 employees. So it's it's developing stuff and business in Uganda. And it's not charity. She was keen to point that out to us. It's product-driven. Like it's a real, valuable, artistic product. And it's helping just lift everybody. And she's just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the end goal of everything. It's all about Jesus. So um, can we just say this? I want to use this phrase here my sphere matters my sphere matters let's just say that together my sphere matters and one of the most important things i could do is to help envision and empower and equip you guys to see that what you do it matters it matters everybody everybody's everybody's in the game nobody just sitting on the bench waiting until jesus comes amen got an amen out of that That's awesome. So what we need to do right now is have a few testimonies so we can hear just a little more of what this looks like. So come on up, guys. If you're involved in this, just give a few little pictures here. Michael Hernandez. Mom extraordinaire of five children. (laughs) Heidi Chapman. Chris Clifton, going to share a little bit on the business world. And then our own city councilman, Dr. Brian Bird. All right. So, uh, Michael, uh, been through our discipleship school, awesome brother, caught a vision for social justice. But before you get to the just even saying something about social justice, what is your what's your heart? I mean, when I talk with you and you just start going off about Jesus I think that's really important for people to hear. Remember, it's passion and purpose in our personal lives, in our life together, and then as we go out. But you, you had some good stuff. What? Share a little bit of your heart about the Lord.
2: Um,
1: yeah, I was just realizing
2: with, with Jesus, I think the biggest struggle that I had in my Christian walk was separating Jesus from what He does. And that's like super easy to do because that's how we define ourselves. So if you want to be patient... When somebody comes and yells at you, you're like, I'm not gonna punch that guy in the face. Like, and then you don't punch that guy in the face, and then hopefully eventually you learn like patience, you know? So you don't respond with the thing you're feeling. So what you're doing is actually not a representation of who you are. But with Jesus, everything he did was a representation of who he was. Like he wasn't just patient and kind because he's like, I really don't want to be mad at this person. Like he genuinely loved that person. Yeah. And his only response could have been to be loving. And so with justice. I just kind of like always thought justice was a bummer because it's like justice means you have to look at things that aren't just. And so I was just like, all right, that's something Jesus does. Like he does justice just like he does kindness or he does anything else. But I started to realize Jesus doesn't do justice or love or any of those things. He is love. He is justice. He is kind kindness. He is faithfulness. He's all those things. And so I just realized, all right, well, to partner with justice is to partner with Jesus. So if I want to know him, I can actually partner with things, um, and want to see justice in our world, and that would be actually seeing Jesus. And so it became this thing where it wasn't a bummer and a burden and a heavy yoke, but it was just like this light yoke of like, this is just another way to see Jesus. And so that's what we do with Unbound.
3: Amen.
1: Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So Heidi is is mom, but she all, she's living in a neighborhood. She's doing the mom thing, raising her kids up in the ways of God, but also... She is not. She she gets to participate in mission and in her sphere and part of that would be the neighborhood. So maybe a story there on your involvement.
0: Okay, um, I just want to say first and foremost, it starts with like Jamie said, the personal. It starts in meeting with Jesus and being changed by Him. And like Michael was saying, that who Jesus is becomes who I am, and so I therefore start having a heart for my neighbors. So instead of being annoyed when I'm out jogging around the neighborhood and I get stopped by someone, um, it becomes a joy. Um, And so that leads into one story. I just feel like I need to put that in there. And I also feel like I need to say, as moms, whether we work full-time or stay home, oftentimes it is consuming. But listen, we have more than... I think oftentimes moms say, well, my mission is just my home and just my kids. That is not true. We are called to so much more than that. And if we want our kids to live out and be the hands and feet and live in mission, we've got to model that um, and have Good a heart word. for that. And so Good just word, ask right. Jesus for that desire if you don't have it. Um, but like I said earlier, I was jogging around the neighborhood, and a neighbor was out. And, okay, so my, just in my flesh, I would be like, I just want to finish. I don't like to jog. So I just want to finish this without stopping. My goal is always how far can I go without stopping? Um, but instead you know, you feel the Lord pull, no, this isn't about you. And just, um, we hadn't been there too long. And I was out exercising and stopped and talked to a neighbor. And that's how we got to know them. And then we started doing things like we would have a dessert night. Hey, invite the seven, eight houses around us, have a dessert night. So we started getting to know our neighbors that way. Well, we got to be really close, um, with a lady that lived across the street, Um, single mom with three teenagers and her uh, live-in boyfriend. Well, after a few years, we realized, um, and after she kind of confided, he was abusive. And the kids and her had to leave, um, but ended up um, being able to come back after they finally were, were able to get him out of the house. And he had destroyed the entire house, literally destroyed the house, everything, pots, pans, ruined the carpet. It completely had to be redone. Well, again, she's a single mom with three kids working at fast food. She can't replenish all of the things that have been broken. Um, and so we just got together with some other neighbors and cleared out our garage, moved in tables and chairs, asked all of the neighbors um, to come in and um, just do potluck and do a shower for her and a housewarming for her. And she was, they were overwhelmed um, just with the neighbors coming together and and loving on them. And then just real quick, um, um, just a side note of that, because that is so countercultural, that same evening that we were hosting this, uh, some of our very dearest friends who are not believers in Jesus said, hey, let's go out to dinner, date night. And we said, well, actually, we have this other thing going on. And they said, you're doing what? And um, we invited them in, and they were so overwhelmed. They brought the biggest gift of anyone, um, the biggest gift card, and were just so taken aback. And it has led to spiritual conversations and many other things. So,
1: awesome! Y'all give it up for Heidi. So. Chris Clifton is in business, and, you know, um, he actually has a, uh, his boss is a believer, and that maybe opens the door for even a little bit more liberty, but what are you doing as a, as a business guy? What, what are some of the things you're getting a chance to do to help live out your faith in your sphere?
3: Well, pray for me when you're looking out towards downtown, because I'm right down there, Yeah. 7th Street, Yeah, I love being down there, so uh, I guess God's opened some doors uh, at my work, and they've had a previous Bible study in the past. Uh, But the last season, last several months, I've been inviting folks at work and uh, trying to be purposeful to talk to them because it's kind of a captive audience. You're there at work every day, and you run into about 20 of the same people every day. Right, And instead of just talking about, you know, what happened at the Super Bowl, you can just say, hey, you know, how are things going in your life, and just ask them. And sometimes you can offer to pray for them, or you can just encourage them in the Lord. Yeah. So uh, the Lord's opened some doors there, and uh, I think the Lord's opened a lot of doors. Like you said, in Fort Worth, I see big things, and so I'm ready for the Lord to do more. Yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned a minute ago, we're, we're all ambassadors and we're kind of a God gives us territory. And we're, we're right here in the middle of a foreign land in the business sphere, or whatever it is. Yeah. And God gives us more spheres. And I'm, I'm a dad yeah. and I'm a husband. I'm a, a son, yeah. a co-worker. I'm all kinds of things. And so I just uh, I think in addition to being ambassadors, um, the Lord, uh, if you back up two verses or two chapters in Second Corinthians three, it talks about how uh, Moses had a veil over his face and the, the glory was fading and they couldn't even look on the fading glory, but we've got more glory. We've got glory in us and it says it's ever increasing glory. So we Come get on. to carry that with us as we go in. It's good. And uh, I was praying that for Corey just this morning as he's getting ready to go out into a new sphere. He's led us well doing, doing worship up here. Just, uh, Amen. just pray the Lord to bless you as you go out. And, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and what he's going to keep doing in Fort Worth.
1: Awesome. Keep going, Chris. I mean, uh, in, <laughs> Life. Yeah. Uh, pass the microphone. <laughs> Keep preaching. you do great. So, <laughs> Brian is uh, by trade a medical doctor. He's an entrepreneur. He did two years serving as an awesome executive pastor, raised With up. With Stephanie. Uh, what's that? With Stephanie. With Stephanie, absolutely. <laughs> Stephanie. And, um,. Uh, but but uh, this past year he got elected as uh, one of the city councilmen for the city government here in Fort Worth and uh, proud of that for him and uh, so what does you know this walk with Jesus the church but taking it into this public sphere and into politics I mean helping to
4: rightly govern our city say a few words about that yeah, thank you well first of all be careful giving a politician a microphone, <laughs> right? Because you never know how long I'm going to talk or you never know what I'm going to say, right? No, I'm just kidding. We'll stay to the script here. And isn't Chris Chapperton a professional as- athlete like in his heart, though, right? In- <laughs> he just, yeah, there he is, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so um, yeah, this, this past uh, year in 2017, the Fort Worth City Council had a number of votes that were really high profile and uh, going into them I didn't know which way to go because I could make a case on this side I could make a case on that side um, and I knew whichever side I, I, I went on the other side was just going to demolish me you know uh, <laughs> social media, the newspapers, so on and so forth and, and we had one particular vote that um, uh, I knew that wh- whichever way I went I wanted to get the process right leading up to it Jamie was praying for me, had a lot of folks praying for me, uh, and it was really cool guys, because uh, one particular Christian brother sat down with me, and we just started going through scriptures. What does God say about government? about bringing order where there is disorder? What's the purpose of it? God in Romans 13 it says, "All government is brought by God uh, to, to uh, punish evildoers and reward those who do good. It was just so much in there. It's good. Um, and by the time we got to Voting time. I had peace about which way uh, I was going to vote. And here's here's one other thing. Uh, And Jamie mentioned it earlier that uh, my identity, my self worth, is that I'm created in the image of God and I bear His image. That I'm deeply loved. I'm purchased. Come on. uh, And He esteems me very highly, regardless of what uh, the world uh, says about me uh, publicly. Thanks. Awesome.
1: Y'all give it up for these guys. Amen. Take that. Thanks. You're great. Okay, so, so here, here's what I want to say. I want to make, I'm going to make this personal to all of us here for just a second. Flash the spheres uh, diagram back up. So um, I think this will help us all to see, and I want to ask the college students, you get to stand up twice, okay? So you get to stand up as a student. But you also get to stand up in your, if you got a calling to one of these different sphere areas. Same thing with the high school. You're students, but you're also, you have a calling. You may not know it yet. You may not know it yet. By the time you're a junior, you need to start (laughs) locking in just a little more. But, uh, okay, so medical, uh, doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals, if you guys would stand up, just want to get all the medical healthcare. Amen. Stand up, stand up. Keep standing up for just a second. You are commissioned to go into your sphere and to make a difference for Jesus Christ. Amen. Social justice. Anybody working anti-trafficking? Any of the uh, the the uh, abortion or right uh, the life, right to life. All these different areas. Uh, orphans and stuff. Okay? You guys are commissioned to go and make a difference. Oh, it's Stephanie come on, (laughs) to make a difference in Jesus name. All right. Amen. So you've got arts, people involved in arts or calling to the media, arts, media. Amen. Amen. You guys are commissioned to make a difference for Jesus. Do it to the glory of God. Politics. I know we have one. Come on. Anybody else? Okay. You're commissioned. Go make a difference. Sports, gotta need. Here we go, come on, man. You are commissioned to go and make a difference. Amen. So, education, educators, teachers, administrators, man, you, okay, and, and now if, if students, you guys stand up with them, students as well. You guys are commissioned to go and make a difference for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, neighborhoods. Anybody called to neighbors? This would be like a lot of you guys. Neighbors. Everybody's got a neighbor. Come on, let's make a difference. You're commissioned to go and make a difference in your neighborhoods with your neighbors. In Jesus' name. And last but not least, um, let's see. I, I should probably do, if you got a call to be a dad or a mom, families, this is a big calling. Yeah, one day, one day, even if it's one day, not, you don't have to, but one day, you're commissioned to go and make a difference. Business guys, can I just get the business guys? Come on. Call the business. Call the business. Amen. May the Lord bless you to go and make a difference for Jesus in the world. Amen. And, uh, I'd say I did, I asked about law. Oh, it's uh, Enforcement, I just want to make sure I'm... Okay, so the point is, even if I didn't say what you feel like your specific thing is, everybody is called to make a difference. And so so we represent Jesus as ambassadors. And then the second piece, and I'll just finish with this, is that we represent Him together. So if any one of these spheres gets left out alone and doesn't get connected to the church, to Jesus and His people, what happens is, we start thinking we're an island. You know, if I'm not connected, it's, there's a breathing that goes on with us where we gather and we gain strength being together and then we're sent out. So every time you hear me saying at the end of the service, your kingdom people, go be alive for Jesus. This is the sending. We gather, we're sent. But if we just do our one thing, what happens is whatever the sphere might be, we'll think that's the only thing. We'll start looking at life through our calling and think that everybody else needs to be doing our calling. That's why we need the holistic church of Jesus and His people together. This is huge, you guys. Because I can remember when early in the early days of being a church planner, I thought everybody was called to be a church planner. Can I? Can you just hear me say that's not right? I thought if you were human, organic matter, and breathing, that you had a chance that you could be a church planner one day, and that's just not the truth really small little segment of people that are called to do this. You know, we all get to be involved in it, but to lead out in it, man, I mean, it's like, woo, it's not for everybody. I'll just say it that way. But I want to encourage anybody that wants to. Okay, but we need. I needed the whole church to see that, and we all do. So we're not sitting around judging everybody because they're not doing our thing. All right, so, so there's a rhythm in this whole thing, and um, uh, I'm trying to, think what else I want to finish with here. Uh, I'll, I'll do this. I almost did a video, and uh, uh, just. but I want to encourage us. Um, hashtag, my sphere matters. I have no idea technically how we would pull this off, but I think it would be so cool if somehow like on the Christ fellow... Uh, that was close. It was not fully there. At Antioch Fort Worth. Uh,
3: that's the first one.
1: First time, I promise. Um, on the Antioch-Fort Worth feed on Facebook or, or Instagram or something like that, just just if we could say, hey, I'm Jamie or I'm Eric, and this is my sphere and my sphere matters. Yeah. Because I think we'd like to hear, like, what are, what's everybody doing out there? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to hear what you guys are called to and what we're doing. Because, man, that, that's encouraging to know that we're everybody's in. So I'm Jamie, and my sphere matters. And I'm called to envision and empower and equip people to go out into the spheres of life and do this thing for the glory of God. And I'm called to partner with other pastors in the city so that every man, woman, and child has repeated opportunities to hear the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ and see our city transformed and light shooting from this city to the region, the nation, and the nations of the earth. You don't have to say it like that, but my sphere matters. You know, I know I couldn't get her to come up here and do this, so I'm going to just try to do it for her. Hi. Hi. I'm Kim, and my sphere matters. I'm called to help Jamie here in the church and, and just, just be a light at in, in Antioch, but I'm also called as an audiologist to make a difference in making things right and helping people yeah. here and making a difference in the geriatric community. My sphere matters. You did great! Way to go! I'm going to give you a hug for that later. It's awesome. So the the point here, and, and we're having fun with this, but the point is, like, man, everybody matters. Everybody's in the game. Nobody's sitting back on the bench waiting until Jesus comes. We're all we all get to we all get to play. We all get to participate. We all everybody's life matters. Your sphere matters, and it's when we together. Like, even like this, there, there is a, like, I'm excited about doing this. Aiden shared his, that little testimony, and I was like, yes, it made me want to do something. Yeah. You know, and, I, you know, i just, when we're together like this, it stirs us up and makes us want to go do something for God, yeah. to quote David Brainerd from a long time ago. I was stirred up in my soul. I had a tender frame and I wanted to go do something for God. Yeah. That's us, man. May the Lord do that with us. So here's what we want to do. I want us to take just a minute and respond to God. We'll take five minutes. Stand up if you would. Ministry team, come on up. And there's just a couple ways I want us to respond today. And the first one is to say, your yes matters. It's just having having the yes. A lot of us, we went to World Mandate, and we heard a lot of stuff about surrender, about encounters with God, about obedience to God. And it's just, when we say yes, man... We're in the middle. We keep saying yes, and for long, we're right in the middle of what God's doing on planet Earth. You know, if we'll just keep saying yes, so so your yes matters, and your sphere matters. And if you need like encouragement or prayer about knowing that your sphere matters, then come and get prayer. Pray with somebody in your seats. And if you you're like maybe going, I just don't know what that is. I don't know what my sphere is. Then man, come and get prayer. Any of those things. We just wanna we want to activate. Antioch Fort Worth to be a missional people that are touching all the different spheres of our lives in the world so Lord would you just do that meet us here this afternoon this evening this, uh, this morning uh, tired <laughs> and just Lord help us and uh Lord we do want to be activated for your glory in Jesus mighty name amen you guys come whatever your need is we'll take a few minutes pray get someone to pray with you Philip Fill front fills up and Just ask someone to pray close by. Amen. Your yes matters. Your sphere matters. Lord, show us who we are, what you're calling us to do in this time. Amen.